Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we have the lovely Jamira Pollard joining us. She is an incredible coach who has this amazing mission to help creatives create and live their lives with grace, passion, and purpose by creating a well-rounded life. And I am so excited for her to share her best tips on cultivating that well-rounded life with us today. I'm going to let Jamira tell us all about herself, all about how she came to make this her mission, especially in the creative industry. I'm so excited to hear a little bit more about your background and why this is so important to you. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to chat with you forever since we met at Creative at Heart, and I love your show and love you and all the energy. So It is truly an honor to be your guest today and to chat with your audience. Hi, everybody. I am Jamira Pollard. I am at Coach for Creatives currently on Instagram. I coach people who, as Laylee said, are on a mission to live a life that is well-rounded, well-lived, and intentional. And so I used to be a wedding planner, so I'm still tied to the wedding industry. I did that for about 12 years before I became a coach. And so in my time in the wedding space, I saw myself and my peers feeling burned out, trying to juggle all the things, um, business, some people still with nine to fives, their spouses, their children, still trying to hang with their friends and live a life. But it was, you know, we feeling like we're on a hamster wheel trying to manage all the things. So I know someone listening is in that space trying to manage all the things, but I sat back and I'm like, you know, there has to be a better way. And so what I started to do is to educate myself and trying to find resources and tools for people to live a life that fits where they ultimately want to be. And so over here under the Living Well-Rounded brand, I provide the resources, the tools, the tips. I have a podcast called A Well-Rounded Life Podcast. And there is where you will find the inspiration and the things you need to cultivate your version of your well-rounded life. I love that. I mean, I think all of us who our small business owners can relate to that. I also can relate to the whole wedding industry burnout. I photographed weddings for a while and I stopped doing that in 2019, but I remember it is, I mean, it's just so hard to balance everything regardless of what industry you're in for sure. But I know that this is such a needed resource that you're providing for people. So that's amazing. I would love to hear just like jumping in, what does a well-rounded life look like to you? Like when I hear the phrase cultivating a well-rounded life, my mind kind of goes a few different ways. And I'd love to know like what that means to you. That's such a great question. And I love how you ended it with what that means to you, because, you know, I was telling you, my husband and I always have conversations about, well, what is a well-rounded life? Like what's the definition? And the first thing that we say over on this side is that we do not believe in the term balance. And I say that all the time that you can never put your children, your family, your spouse on the same level as your business. I'm a mom of two children. I have a husband I've been married to for almost 13 years at this point. And even though I'm very driven in my business and my mission, there's no way that it could ever take place um, 
take its place over my my family. And so it's still a priority to me, my business and hanging out with my friends and my health and all those things. But the goal is how do you make all of those things work cohesively and in rhythm and in sync so that it fits your lifestyle? So my version of a well-rounded life and your version of a well-rounded life are going to be completely different because of a few things. Number one, we are in different stages of our lives. Like some of us have children, some of us don't. Some of us are single, some of us aren't. Some of us have nine to fives and a side hustle. And some of us are, you know, so everybody's uh, pie graph is going to look different. Everybody's distribution of what takes precedent is going to be different. And so what I always encourage, you know, my students and clients to do is to figure out what are the things that are top priority for you, just top priority write those things down. So if you want to make sure your health is a priority and you want to do more working out, if you want to make sure your faith is at the top, you know, make a, make a note of all the things. And then we figure out how do we make all these things work together? What do you need to say no to in order to make room on your plate for the things that you claim are a priority to you? And so it also means getting real with your time. My husband and I had a conversation about, he's like, oh, I want to do this, this and that. And I need to make time to get back in the gym. You know, we all gain the COVID weight, but I'm like, well, we're watching TV right now. And so you can't say it is a priority to you when you don't make room in time to do those things. And so to sum it up, a well-rounded life is whatever makes you feel like you are where you are supposed to be. It is where you spend your time and energy, and it is what brings you the most joy. And also from a business perspective too, and a faith perspective for those that are you know, like um, faith-based, it's also where you feel like you've been called to serve and where your purpose and your passion lives. And so for me, I know I've been called to serve clients. I know I've been called to take care and serve my family. And I'm also learning it is super important to take care of yourself. And so I got to figure out how to make all these things work together. And so, you know, you do that by making the time saying those big fat no's and setting boundaries, which is so key. And I can speak all day about boundaries. So I'll just leave it at that. I love that. Yeah. I feel like boundaries are the thing that I teach and reteach and reteach and the thing that I relearn over Mm -hmm. and over again, because it is something that I think takes consistent, you know, effort and, and a lot of revisiting for sure. I love that you mentioned, you know, saying no and making sure that things that you are taking on our priorities and really serve your, like your end goal or your end mission or whatever. And I would love to hear like, what are your best pieces of advice for how to say no? I mean, we've talked about this on the show a few times. We talk about boundaries a lot, but I feel like that's still something that no matter how many times I hear somebody's perspective on, I want to hear somebody else's. Like, I always want to hear, how do you say no? How do you decide what to say no to? And how do you do it in a way that you know, for all of us out there that are like people pleasers and really want to make sure that we're not burning bridges. And we want to make sure that people know that we appreciate and we would say yes, if we could, but we can't say yes to everything. Like, how do you approach that? Fantastic question. And so the thing I've learned as I've gotten older, just had a birthday, so feeling a little old, is that you will learn from, you know, your elders and people that you ever hear like older people, they're just straight blunt to the point and they just don't care. You kind of have to have this approach where time is of the essence and we all are trying to make time to do all the things we want. And I always say you can always tell someone 
not right now. It doesn't have to be a hard no. You don't have to feel like a jerk about it, but just be transparent and say, hey, right now I have this really big project or I need to focus on myself or I just don't have the capacity right now to serve you in the manner that you deserve to be served. And so I'll tell people that all the time, like, I really wish I could say yes to you, but I know I'm not going to give you the best of me if I do say yes to you. And it's just, just not my full capabilities. It's just like, I'm not going to just be sloppy with it. So I just think that if you tell people you're not going to get the best of me if I show up for you right now and you deserve better than that, that's the the first thing. And then I always say you can circle back. You know, there'll be people that'll ask me to do things and I'll say, you know what, I can't do it in April, but I may have more space in June. But if you know you can't serve them or you don't want to serve them, maybe have another resource for them. Maybe do another referral. Maybe have another backup. When I couldn't um, do a wedding, you know, someone would ask, do an inquiry for a wedding. And I was either booked or I just didn't think it was a good fit. I would send the lead to someone else to still take care of the person. But now I didn't feel tied down to a client that wasn't a good fit or something that was going to be a time suck. And so I think with boundaries, you just have to remind yourself that the more you say yes to the fluff and the noise and the distractions, that now means you are putting off your dreams. You are not taking care of the people that deserve you and your time, and you're just not serving in a way in which you've been called to serve. And so it's a distraction, and we need to eliminate that if you want to propel yourself to the next level. Absolutely. I love the concept of referring people and and just letting that kind of speak for itself. I think that's awesome. Um, I, I totally agree as well. And I think that the whole age thing of it has a lot to do with it as as I get older. I really hate saying that. Um, as I get older, I always say birthdays are blessings because someone didn't make it to the next birthday. That's true. That's definitely great perspective. Yeah. I'm over here like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Um, No, it is. It's good perspective for sure. Girl, I'm older than you. So you're fine. (laughs) I do think that there's something to be said for, I mean, I do still care. Like I still want to be kind and I still want to appreciate people's inquiries and things, but I, I don't know if it's, it's age or just experience of, of the practice of saying no, but now I'm like, nope. I mean, in my head, I'm still really kind via, you know, wherever I I'm telling somebody that no, but I do think that like practice makes, you know, progress in this particular area. And so I do think that it's worth like pushing through that discomfort and utilizing all of the things that you just shared with, with everybody, how to approach it in a kind way, but also like really holding yourself accountable to that boundary and saying no, and then getting that practice under your belt. I think it helps a lot. I totally agree. And and to your point, experience will teach you the importance of just being like, hell no, like straight up, because we've learned, you learn from your experiences that it will only end in disaster if you do take these events that just aren't serving you and you do these projects that drain your energy and your time and all the things. So experience is key here too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've definitely fallen, you know, prey to that myself where you say yes to something you shouldn't. And it's just, it's just the absolute worst. And the first thing that you shared, you mentioned that you totally recognize that, you know, well-rounded means something different to everybody and, and kind of learning what your priorities are. And I would love to hear a little bit more about like, how can people really determine? I feel like so many people 
think about what their priorities should be versus what their priorities actually are. And I think that's where people fall into the trap of like, oh, I want to lose weight, but I'm sitting here watching TV because they feel like they should prioritize their health, but they're not. How do you find the balance between like the should and the actual, like, what are my priorities? That's a great question that no one's asked me before, but just off of, you know, that alone, I think we maybe should ask ourselves a few questions. One, does it bring you joy? You know, like it, you know, does it bring you joy? That's, that's something that's important. Will you be able to serve and show up um, by saying yes or, or doing all the things there? Does it get you closer to your intention? Will it matter down the line? So for example, when you're like, oh, I should work out, should I, if you don't, then it will matter when you're looking at the scale or when you haven't met the goal or you haven't you know, done all the things. And so you really have to, I always like to do literally pen to paper and write out, if you look at your life, what are the things in your life that are super important to you? And if you want to be healthy, um, you know, it's really like, well, working out may not be the thing, but at the end of the day, the underlying thing is you want to be healthy so you do need to make time for it. And so I always say you, it may on the surface look like one thing, but underneath of it, it's a, it's a deeper level and, and thing there. I think when I think about like hanging out with my friends, it's not just about hanging out with friends and like kicking it and drinking wine and all the things. The underlying thing for me is it's community, it's fellowship. It's also me, being me and not a mom or a wife or a business owner. It gets me back to being me, like Jamira, the friend, the person that's fun and, and all the things. And so I just think what people have to do is to ask yourself a few questions on, you know, like I said, joy, will it serve me? Get me closer to the goal? Will it matter later on if I showed up or if I, or if I didn't show up? And then from there, you can say, yes, no, put it on the list, take it off the list. But at least you have gone through some type of, you know, checklist system before you just, you know, start putting random things on there and psyching ourselves out to think, yeah, it's important that I finish this Netflix series, but yet you're complaining that you don't have the money to launch that next project or to pay your bills even because you didn't make a move. Oh, I love that tough love. I'm, I am here for it. Um, and I think I, I really enjoyed that question that you asked of, will this matter later? Because I think that that's something so many people miss. Like we miss that question of, we get to the joy, we get to the, will this move me forward, but we don't ever get to, will this matter later? Or maybe some people do, maybe that's just me that I forget to ask myself that, but I, I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm not the only person that misses that question. Like, no, I'm raising my hand because sometimes <laughs> I do the same. It's okay. <laughs> it is. It's so hard to get past the now. Right. And so I think that like, sometimes like you mentioned, hanging out with my friends, I feel like I, a lot of times I put that on the back burner because I'm like, that doesn't move me forward right now, but later Am I going to be burnt out because I didn't take a break later? Am I going to wish that I had cultivated those relationships a little bit more? Probably. So I love that question. That's gold. I need to write it down and put it on a sticky note on my computer. Yeah. To your point, I always tell people like, if you don't nurture your relationships and friendships and 
that you are missing out because if you're a busy mom and you're listening and you're like, oh, I should be hanging out with my girlfriends or catching up with them, you know, without the kids or even a play date or whatever. If you don't make time at some point, those kids are going to grow up. They'll be out the house and then you have no friends and, and nothing to show for, you know, what you've done over the years besides like the kids are great, but now you're, you're lonely and you don't have anyone to go to the movies with or go do anything with because you didn't take the time. And then from a vendor perspective, you know, in the wedding space, it's like, did you take time to nurture those relationships? Because at some point you may need those people for something, they will be a referral source. But if you just do like a hit it and quit it type of thing, like, Oh, I'm going to do this and check it off the list, but you really don't take time to nurture it things don't grow and you won't grow because you are just, you have a one track mind and it's you're laser focused on one thing when the reality is you can spread yourself around intentionally. And I think that's the key. You can, you can do it, but I do want to encourage someone to make time, you know, especially after COVID, like make time to catch up with that friend, make time to catch up with your siblings because I know a lot of us haven't even seen our family, but carve out time for those people that you have not spent some time with, catch up with them, see what is going on in their life. And you may be surprised at how much fun you you had connecting with them again, or how much your soul made it, may have needed that after this crazy year that we've had. Yeah, I totally agree. And I know that you and I are both going to be at Creative at Heart in July of this year. And I'm so excited because I think that that's something that we all have missed in these past in this past like year year and a half of not being able to really like in person cultivate those relationships and i try really hard to do that you know virtually but it's just it's just so much easier in person so i'm really excited to see you there I literally can't wait okay so i always have to end every episode this was so much great content by the way like i'm so excited i feel like we could do like two more episodes and That's really good. dig even deeper yeah <laughs> I love it. Um, But okay, so what is your unpopular opinion, if you have one, on cultivating a well-rounded life? I think the unpopular opinion is it's not possible to do it all. I think it is possible to do it all, but not all at the same time. So you can be an amazing wife, a dope mom, the best friend in the world, you know, killing it in your business, but maybe sometimes some things have to take a back seat or you may not be able to nurture it as much in that season if it means you need to put your head down in your business and work a little harder. And I'm just gonna you know, mention Creative at Heart. I remember the last time we were at Creative at Heart, I had to tell my, my family like, hey, I'm keynote speaker at Creative at Heart. I gotta work on this presentation, but I promise you when it's over, we're going to have fun and take a vacation. And we did. So they gave me grace and allowed me to show up and work so that I can serve my audience, knowing that later on, I took great care of them and it was worth it. So I was able to serve all the areas that were important to me, but at a different time and in a different manner versus trying to do all the things at the same time, you know, be there for them hands on a thousand percent where I had to call in help, like, hey, husband, you might need to step up. Hey, assistant, I may need your help here until I can be more present. So unpopular opinion is that you can't do it all, but you really can, just not at the same time. 
Oh my gosh. First of all, we're soulmates. Second of all, I, if you are, if you're listening to this and you're a Academy member or any of my course members, you've heard me say that exact line. And I'm like, I I was over here like, yes, I always say you can do it all. I don't care what anyone says. You can do it all. You just cannot do it all at the same time. And I, when I realized that I feel like it changed my life and it sounds like it's such an important thing for you to have also realized. Absolutely. Cause those things are important. Like I'm never going to say that, you know, like we mentioned the friends in my business and my husband, like I like my husband a lot, love him, but that's my best friend. And I never want him to feel like he's being slighted because I'm trying to grow this business because I will say in the beginning of me being an entrepreneur, it was crazy because I was up at two in the morning would come home and, He's like, hey, are we going to hang out? Are we going to? So then I had to learn, relearn and train myself. How can I make him feel special, needed, appreciated, but still show up for my clients? And I had to do better with time management, being more productive and finding the tools and resources that helped me make time to show up and serve and you know be more present as well. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that. And I think probably a lot of people listening can too. Um, Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. And I know everyone, you already mentioned where people can find you on Instagram, but also make sure to check out Jamira's podcast. You're just incredible. I love, love getting to talk to you. And I'm so excited. I get to see you face-to-face in July. Same here. And thank you for the time. This was great. And I love all things living well-rounded, but yes, I'm at coach for creatives on Instagram and then simply jamire.com will take you to all the things that we have in the works, which I am super excited about. So come hang out with me over on those two platforms. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.